Welcome to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. At Victory, we value love in action through growing, connecting, serving, and giving. We work to show God's love and share His truth as we love and serve the Lord Jesus Christ together. Here's this week's sermon by Pastor Terry Green. Hopefully you have a Bible with you and you can turn to John 14. We'll be there in a little bit. When I was a kid, my dad was in the Air Force, and we moved a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, every time we prepared for a move, dad would tell us what it was going to be like in the new city. So, you know, when we were moving to Idaho, he said, hey, there's going to be beautiful trees, and the summers will be really mild, and he was right about both of those things. Uh, but we had a winter weekend storm that brought 10 feet of snow down in two days. And so the roof line of our house, the eave, was less than 10 feet off the ground. You couldn't see anything out the windows. We were just snowed in, literally. And then we moved to Nebraska, and oh, it's going to be nicer, warmer, let, yeah, well. We ice skated down the street in Nebraska. We even ice skated in our backyard once because we had a freezing rain and we could ice skate on it. I think our last winter in Nebraska was particularly harsh. And so we were all kind of happy when Dad said, we're moving to the sunny Southwest. Oh, that sounded so good. So we packed up and we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and man, it was gonna be great. The winter was gonna be so much better than Idaho or Nebraska. And our first winter in Albuquerque was the worst one we'd ever had. It got so cold, the water mains and electric lines froze all over town. We went for a week without water or electricity. My mom kept saying to dad, the sunny southwest. <laughs> it was miserable. Now, the sunny southwest seemed like a nice idea in theory, but the reality we just couldn't comprehend because it was so miserably cold. And that's the way many people feel about heaven. It, it's a great idea. But they can't wrap their head, their mind, their thoughts around what it was going to be like. They, they can't decide the reality of it. And partly that's because there's a lot of misinformation about there. and We'll look at that. But this morning we're going to begin a series about heaven. The series is titled, what do you think the title is? What are you thinking about heaven? What are you thinking about heaven? I sent that out in a one call. If you regularly attend here and you don't get those one call messages, you can sign up with Megan. She'll get you added to that. And uh, I, it was a message encouraging you to think, what are you thinking about heaven? And sometimes you're not thinking about heaven and we need to correct our thinking. We need to get on track. But what are you thinking about heaven? Because if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you are going to spend far more time in heaven than you will ever spend on earth. You're going to spend lots more time there. And so we need to think about it. And today, the focus of our message today about what are you thinking about heaven, the focus is heaven is a real place. There's lots of misinformation out there 
uh, ideas that don't make sense when you compare them to scripture. There's lots of things that you just can't figure out. Well, we're going to look at scripture and we're going to figure some of them out in this series, okay? Did you turn to John 14? I encourage you to do that or click on it, whatever you do. I, I, if you don't own a Bible and you would like one, we have some here. We would happily give you a Bible. Not right now, but after church, you can get a Bible, okay? Uh, John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or many dwelling places. If it were not, it could be apartments, it could be condos. It doesn't mean you're going to have a standalone mansion all your own. Uh, you're going to have a dwelling place to live with God and his people. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you, and I go to prepare a place for you. A place for you. Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. So heaven is a real place. Jesus was going to prepare a place for them. And so I just want you to think about some of the misinformation there is out there about heaven. Uh, Buddhists believe the ultimate goal of life is to achieve nirvana, which is actually uh, the emptying and extinction of self. You achieve enlightenment and then yourself goes away and you are at one with the universe. Mormons teach that if men work hard enough, they can become a god someday and create their own universe. Islam teaches that faithful men will go to paradise and they will have a harem and that they can enjoy for all eternity. I'm not sure what the benefits are for Islamic women, but that's what the men believe. Now, many people believe heaven involves sitting in the clouds playing harps. Well, the playing harps part might be real. I mean, uh, Revelation 15, John writes that people are playing harps of God and singing the Song of Moses. But that's just one image of the hundreds of images that John talks about in the book of Revelation. And so we're not going to just sit around playing harps all the time. That's for sure. And he saw many things and wrote about many of them. Now, many people get the bizarre idea that heaven's going to be a boring place because all we're going to do is sit around and sing worship songs. I enjoy singing worship songs. I didn't sing as much this morning because my throat's a little bad. I wanted to save it for, for this. But uh, I enjoy singing. I uh, appreciate it. But I don't want to just do this. I mean, we at least need to take a break to eat, right? You know? Um, so... We're not just going to float on clouds, and we're not going to just sing. And some people believe we actually become angels. But the Bible says that we're above the angels, that God made mankind more special than the angels. The angels who faithfully serve God are going to be lower than the people of God for whom Christ died. So all of those misconceptions are wrong, and they all direct your thinking away from the true reality of the gloriousness of heaven. But even worse than these misconceptions, many believers who anticipate going to heaven don't think about it. 
they they don't focus on it. They don't. Um, they're focusing their time, their energy, their money. Uh, they're focusing all their thoughts on the things of this life. And yet Jesus encouraged people to lay up treasures in heaven and to focus on that. And Paul encouraged people to have the same mindset that Jesus had, to focus on those things which are above. So if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you're going to live in heaven someday. Maybe today. Someday you're going to live in heaven. Now, Alan and Roxanne are here, and when they left us, they went up to Oregon, and then they moved from Oregon to Colorado, and now they're able to be back with us here. And, you know, I, I get to see them part of the year, and then they go away, and, and uh, they enjoy going away from me. <laughs> I don't understand that, but, uh, but we're blessed to have them back with us, haven't been able to be here for a while, and their health issues, so it's a blessing to have them here with us and their son here today. Uh, but, you know, someday we might be neighbors in heaven. We might live next door to each other all the time, and that would be cool. You're going to live there someday. So heaven is very misunderstood, but we need to focus on the truth. A second thing we need to think about is that there will be a new heaven and a new earth and a glorious city called the New Jerusalem. So if you can, mark your spot right here in your Bible and then jump over to Revelation 21. We're going to read a little bit about the new heaven and the new earth. And while you're turning there, you need to remember that the current place called heaven is temporary. It is temporary. One writer called it the intermediate heaven. But it's a real place, and God lives there along with his people who have trusted God's salvation through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So it is not purgatory. There is no place where you go after you die, and then maybe you get to earn your way into heaven, and maybe not. There's nothing like that. Um, it is fully and completely heaven, but it's not the eternal heaven. It will not be your permanent eternal home. There will be a new heaven and a new earth, and they will be connected forever. Isaiah 65, 17 says, Behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 and 13 says, The heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So if you have Revelation 21, Look at it with me, please. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Now the seas divide, the seas separate. What will it look like before the seas? I don't know. You know, maybe in the original creation, there wasn't quite as much water on planet Earth. And then after the flood, the water was up above the, I don't know what it's going to be like. It'll be grand, though. We know that, right? So, verse 2. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven with God, from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, 
the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Now, in our culture, people align with all sorts of different things. I mean, we have Christians in this room who need to repent because they're ASU fans. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I went to the U of A in case you didn't notice that. But, you know, we, we have, we're diehard people. I remember when Savannah was little and, and Clarinda brought her to church and she had a little ASU cheerleaders outfit on and I said, that is child abuse. <laughs> but that's where Tim went and graduated. So, uh, but, you know, we, we have team. People are diehard support of this team or that team or this politician or that politician. Imagine what it's going to be like when all of us are just connected with God. And we are all God's people and he is with us. That will be awesome. The unity, the harmony, the blessedness of it. It'll be great. And then he says in verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. This is the truth. This is the reality. God has said, I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth, and we will dwell together. God will be pleased to dwell with you, and you will be thrilled to dwell with him, and it will be a rich blessing. There will be a new heaven. There will be a new earth, but heaven right now is a real place. Heaven is, the third thing is heaven is spiritual, but it's also physical. Heaven is spiritual, but it's also physical. Now, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.8 says that we are confident, yes, well pleased, rather, to be absent from the body than to be present with the Lord. So when a person dies, their soul and spirit leave the body, and their body dies. I have been with quite a few people when they've died, either while I was a chaplain helping out on the road during a tragedy, and I've held people's hands while they've died. I've, I've done that with church members in Texas and in Arizona, and my own mother. I watched my mother die. I watched my brother die. He died a few years before mom. And so I, I've seen a lot of people die, and you can tell when the soul and spirit leave the body. You, you see the difference. Now, we're not a soul and spirit that like has a human shell. We're all, we're soul, spirit, and body all together. But in this life right now, when we die, our soul and spirit immediately go to be with the Lord and our body stays here. And then someday God will resurrect our body and glorify our body so it will become an eternal body. And uh, so some people get this idea that because our bodies stay here, heaven's just this loose place where there's sort of spirit things kind of flying around and moving. And, and they, they act like heaven is some great mystical, spiritual, not physical place. 
But heaven is not some mystical, ethereal kind of ghostly place. It has substance. And the truth is, we don't know exactly what our bodies will look like in the interim. You know, I don't know if our glorified body will look just like our body on earth. I don't know. It'll work a lot better than our body on earth. I do know that. Uh, but we don't know if it'll look exactly like. I've always joked that when we get to heaven, everybody's going to be short, bald, and fat, and we'll realize we had it wrong. We had it wrong. Yep. I, I don't know what we're going to look like when we get to heaven. Uh, and probably the interim level, we're going to look different than we will when we have the glorified body. But this I know. The spiritual beings that exist right now, who's died and their bodies stayed behind and their soul and spirit went to heaven, they still have the appearance of humans. And we have a biblical reference to this. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Peter all wrote about Peter, James, and John going with Jesus up to what's called the Mount of Transfiguration. And they were up on the mountain and Jesus was transfigured before them and he shone with the glory of heaven. And there were two people standing there talking to Jesus. Do you remember who they were? Moses and Elijah. And they could see them and they looked human. They could see a physical representation. They weren't just seeing the spirit. So I don't know exactly how that worked, but they were easily recognized as being people and people they could know, not merely spirits. There wasn't some spiritual thing floating beside Jesus. There were people standing talking to him. And those were people whose um, Moses in particular, his body died and his soul and spirit went with the Lord. Elijah was caught up physically straight to heaven. Um, Enoch was, not Elijah. But Elijah was caught up in a chariot of fire. So heaven is spiritual because God is there. But it's also physical because God said so. And because people are there. The Bible uses very earthly phrases to describe heaven. If you read on in Revelation, you're going to read about rivers and streets and trees and fruit and houses. And in addition to worshiping the Lord together, people are going to be eating and walking and working. Now, there's a verse in Revelation where uh, the angel declares, time shall be no longer. Time shall be no more. And when I was a kid, I heard a preacher say, there's not going to be any time once we get to heaven. There's not going to be any time in the eternal kingdom. Uh, we won't even measure time. And yet that's not exactly what the Bible says. The Bible says in Revelation 21, 24, it talks about nations. Revelation 21, 25, it talks about days. In Revelation 22, 2, it talks about months. Every month, a, a different fruit will show up on the tree. And uh, so time is going to be measured. It's just going to be measured differently. See, right now we have a component of time that's called day and what? Day and night. There won't be night there. It'll all be day. But we'll recognize the days. When God recreates the earth and the heavens, will the earth still revolve around the sun? 
We don't know for certain, but we do know days will be measured because the Bible says so. Months will be measured. So it's going to be different, but some parts of heaven are going to be similar to earth, only far better. We're going to have bodies, way better bodies. We're going to have uh, homes. We're going to have streets with no potholes. Uh, we're going to have worship services, but we'll be looking at the Lord Jesus Christ while we worship him, not just longing to see him. There's going to be no heartache, no mental anguish, no physical pain, no suffering. There are not going to be health issues. There are going to be no surgeries and no needs for surgery. Because God is going to take all those things away. Because heaven is both spiritual and physical. Now, a fourth thing. Heaven is a real place that normal people go to. If you jump back to John 14. Heaven's a real place that normal people go to. I'm using the word normal very specifically. So if you look in... John 14, uh, the middle of verse 2, he says, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. So it's a real place for normal people. Jesus told the thief on the cross that today he would be with him in paradise. Paradise and heaven are the same place now. Peter, Andrew, James, and John owned a fishing business before they became apostles and followed Christ. It's possible that Thomas, Nathaniel, and two others were also fishermen because in John 14, I'm sorry, John 21, they were all fishing together. Uh, Matthew, also known as Levi, what was his job? Tax collector. Paul was a tent maker. Uh, Jesus himself was a carpenter and a builder. And they had different roles. Lydia was a seller of purple. And Lydia was wealthy. Mary, on the other hand, was poor. John had political connections. Peter didn't. John was let into the courtyard. Peter could only get in because John vouched for him. So they had different things. Um, they were normal people. They did normal jobs. They had normal habits and interests and tendencies, and now they're all in heaven. They're not in heaven because they were super people. They're all in heaven because they trusted Christ as Savior. Heaven is not for special people only. There are some churches that teach that. They teach that the upper echelon, the upper crust, and, and you know, I, I actually heard a preacher years ago God used him in my life greatly, but, uh, but he also said something like he believed that probably he was going to be the 12th apostle, that it shouldn't have been Matthias or Paul. It should have been him because he was the greatest Christian since, at least since Paul, but probably since Jesus. And God used him in my life from his other messages, not from that one, let me tell you. Uh, but these are normal people. Uh, people living today will be living someday in heaven if they have trusted Jesus Christ. It's not for the special or the elite or the upper echelon. It's for the average, normal person 
who trusted Christ. There's not going to be a special place in heaven that will be only for preachers. And the non-preachers don't get quite as nice a place. We'll all be together. Although I heard a joke once where a guy's walking through heaven with Peter and, and, and they come to this wall and Peter says, shh, you got to be a little quiet while we go past this wall. And the guy's going crazy. There's a wall in heaven. What's going on? You know, and they finally get past the wall and, and he says to Peter, what in the world was that? He said, oh, those are the Baptists. They think they're the only ones up here. <laughs> Let me tell you, you do not get into heaven by being a Baptist. You do not get into heaven by being baptized. I think being a Baptist is a good thing because we teach the doctrine of the Bible and we teach it as accurately as possible. I think everybody should be baptized by immersion because the Bible taught that and Jesus told his followers to baptize people. But you don't get into heaven by doing those things. You get into heaven by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And you trust in him, and that's your way in. So heaven is a real place that normal people go to. Even that loosely normal person sitting next to you, they get to go to heaven the same way. All right. One last thing that we'll look at this morning is that heaven is a real place with buildings and places to live. Buildings and places to live. There will be, what did Jesus say in verse 2 of John 14? Many mansions, many dwelling places, many Enough for every man, woman, and child who has ever trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, there will be a place for them in heaven. We will live in heaven. We will not just float around on the clouds. You know, Randy George uh, was a deacon here before they moved up to the far west valley. Uh, but Randy um, played the tuba. And we used to have a group of people who would play their instruments, and Randy would play the tuba. And, you know, in heaven, everybody you know, everybody has the idea that when you get to heaven, everybody's going to play harps. I don't know. You know, we don't want everybody harping, right? <laughs> but in, in, uh, I sent a cartoon to Randy, and it was all these guys walking on a cloud, you know, a farce, but they're walking on a cloud, and they have tubas. And the guy says, you know, I mean, this is okay, but I'm a little disappointed that it's tubas and not harps. <laughs> Randy loved it. So we're, we're going to have a place. The place is going to be something that fits us. You know, I, I had heard a funeral once. A guy had passed away and he had been connected with our church and and so another pastor and I went to uh, the memorial service for this guy. And this guy was talking about fishing in heaven. Now, I, I don't know if we'll eat fish in heaven or not. I don't know if we'll fish in heaven or not. But he made it sound like this guy who died and Jesus were in a boat together fishing. And, you know, we, we try and make heaven fit us, you know. I mean, Richard pictures driving a Harley down those streets of gold. And uh, we, we just, 
we have different ideas of what heaven's going to look like. And, and we try and look at it from our earthly perspective. And part of heaven is like our earthly perspective. We're going to have dwelling places. We're going to have river. We're going to have fruit. We're going to have uh, streets. We're going to have things that, that we can easily recognize, that John could easily recognize and describe for us. But part of it is beyond our ability. Now, I am colorblind. I see mostly a gray world. And so if my clothes match, it's because Kathy loves me and made it happen. And if I come in and everything clashes, for some reason, she's upset with me that day. <laughs> she's never done that, but my oldest daughter did. <laughs> and uh, so when I get to heaven, I'm going to see color for the first time in my life. I was born with almost no color vision. And yeah, so I'm expecting to be blown away by seeing color, but... But, you know, the human eye see like this much of the vast color spectrum. So maybe in heaven we'll see the whole thing. Maybe you'll be blown away more than I will because I don't have any standard of what color looked like on earth to consider. But everything is going to be better. Those of you who wear glasses won't wear them in heaven. Those of us with hearing aids won't need them in heaven. Those of you who don't sing very well, you sing to the Lord, but you don't do it loudly because you don't want to freak out the people sitting in front of you. Uh, in heaven, we'll have beautiful voices. I hope that in heaven, we will all be able to speak our native language and yet understand each other. So some people will speak different languages and, and yet we'd be able to understand it without needing an interpreter. I hope it's like that. I think that would be really cool. Will there be a universal heavenly language that we all speak? I don't know. Paul talked as if the angels were speaking the language that wasn't normally spoken on earth. You know, Bible scholars have decided it was probably English that wasn't around on earth yet then. And so it developed into the English language. <laughs> Not really. But the truth is, Heaven will fit you. The most glorious things that you have enjoyed on earth might not be in heaven. But you won't miss them. Because the most glorious things that God has prepared for you will be there. So, eventually, the new heaven and the new earth will be connected and united. But at this time... The only way to get to heaven is to die on earth. That's the only way to do it at this time. Now, last year, several of my friends died. They went to heaven. Their soul and spirit are with the Lord. I will see them again someday. One of the old-time Bible scholars always referred to heaven as planet heaven. And another planet out there somewhere. The Bible doesn't say that. Somebody else said, Heaven is the North Star because when God says uh, the Messiah would come, he'd come from the North and God's anointed would come from the North. So heaven is the North Star. There's no evidence of that in Scripture. Believers who have lived at any time in the past 60 centuries since Adam and Eve, all of those believers are in heaven. Who was the first person in heaven? Abel. Abel. The first person in heaven. 
Uh, and, and we don't know exactly where heaven is, but we know where it will be. It'll be fully connected with the earth, the new heaven, and the new earth. And we know who's there right now. God is there. And everyone who has trusted in God's plan of salvation is also there. So Abel was there, and then Adam and Eve and his brother Seth, they joined him there in heaven. But their brother Cain didn't make it there. Because Cain rejected God's plan of salvation. Cain refused to submit to God. He has been and will continue to be in hell until hell itself is cast into the lake of fire. So when we get to heaven, we will not only see Jesus, we'll see many people. Uh, we've read about in the Bible. We talked about that earlier in the service. Ben was up here. He said, name somebody you're looking forward to seeing in heaven. You know, it will be kind of cool to talk to people where we read the Bible stories and, and we learned about them and we saw the history of them and now we're going to be able to talk with them and we'll be able to ask Noah, what did it smell like on the ark? <laughs> you know, we're going to find out things the Bible didn't tell us. But there's also going to be many of our family members, pastors, Bible class teachers, other loved ones. We will live and love and thrive in the heaven that exists now and in the new heaven and the new earth. So next week, we're going to plan to continue our series, What Are You Thinking About Heaven? The goal of this series is to get you thinking about heaven, anticipating heaven, and preparing for it. Because heaven is a real place. It is where you will go when your life on earth is done if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now, if you're not sure what it means to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, talk to me. Uh, we'd love to show you from the Scripture how you can trust and follow Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the most important decision you can ever make in your entire life, is to trust and follow Jesus. Hey, when you're driving home today, uh, you're not going to be floating home. You're going to be driving home and, or walking. Some people maybe walk. So pay attention to the traffic lights. Pay attention to the traffic flow. But also think about heaven. Think, what if today was the day when the trumpet sounded and we all went up together? You know, and if you're driving in a car with Christians, the Christians are gone. If there's any non-believers in the car, they're sitting there. If the Christian's driving, the car is now loose. <laughs> in fact, when they started the airlines, they had a rule that you could not have the pilot and the co-pilot both be Christians. Just in case, if the rapture happened, the plane would not be without a pilot. They don't follow that rule anymore. But that was the rule when airplanes started because they didn't want planes just falling out of the sky. You know, there might be a Christian person on the news and suddenly they disappear. I want us all to go up together. I'm tired of memorial services for people who died. I'd love for us all to go up together. Today would be great. But here's the deal. We're all going to go 
if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. So it doesn't really matter when you die. What matters is where you go when you die. If you've trusted Christ, you go to heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to even think about heaven. We thank you for the truths in your scripture, some of which we've looked at this morning about what heaven might be like. We thank you for the hope that we have that is due not because of our goodness, not because of our faithfulness, but due exclusively to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ when he paid for our sins on the cross. We're so grateful. We're thankful. We appreciate it. Father, we long for that day when we get to see him face to face and we get to see other loved ones and people from the scripture that have influenced our lives. It'll be a great opportunity to worship you together with them. And we will stand with them, not under them. This heaven's for normal people, just like us. Thank you for the blessed hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Victory, please visit our website at victoryarizona.org. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page or by emailing victory at victoryarizona.org. We'd love to help you accept and follow Jesus Christ.